Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. I've been blogging fashion and beauty for nine years and I'm also a journalist and I have tried so many different products over the years and let me tell you, there are just some brands and products that just stick. And one of those brands that I have loved for over a decade now since I was a teenager has to be Lush Fresh Handmade Cosmetics. Today, I'm chatting to Rowena Bird, co-founder of Lush. After starting out as a beauty therapist, Rowe came across a job 39 years ago to work alongside one of the soon-to-be founders of Lush Cosmetics. Fast forward to now and Ro has done everything from sitting on the board to inventing some of the most iconic Lush products we see in store today. I chat to Ro about product inventing at Lush, the evolution of naked products, how they continue to innovate and evolve their product offering at Lush. Ro also gives us some sneak peeks of what products we can expect for Halloween and Christmas 2020, which is so exciting. And I even pitch my very own Lush product idea. And let me tell you, you don't want to miss that. If you found yourself following amazing scents to uncover a Lush store, if you love a great bath bomb like me, live for the holiday collections and support the fight against animal testing, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Rowena, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. Oh, lovely to be here. Thank you. Well, can I just jump in? I just want to get all right into everything that you've been doing in your career. So what was your career background leading up to co-founding Lush? Well, um, I was a beauty therapist. So that was like, I didn't believe that was the real job. I went to a careers officer once and I turned out with a wig and different colored nails and tights <laughs> and stuff. And, he, and I was thinking, I just don't know what I want to do. And he said to me, have you ever thought about beauty therapy? And I went, I don't know what that is. He described it and I went, what, that's a real job? People can do that. So I got very excited. And luckily I had enough, uh, my grades were good from school. And so yeah, I, I got a place at the college and went to, to be a beauty therapist. After I'd, um, it's a two-year course. And then I started looking around for work. And I'd always wanted to be, uh, live by the seaside. And a job came up down in pool with Mark Constantine. Mm-hmm. who I still work with today and that was 39 years ago and we've been together ever since I've worked for him 39 years wow. so through those times I was a beauty therapist doing lots of things Mark had a trichology clinic which is a hair and scalp um, treatment center I used to wash off his treatment right. I used to fill bottles for body shot we used to supply them at the time so I'd yeah. fill essential oils I'd mix hennas um, I'd type up invoices so I'd do all sorts <laughs> of things I stopped doing beauty therapy and, and sort of went on then to doing sort of designing packaging for our mail order company that we had cosmetics to go I've sat on the board I've helped run the companies I've designed makeup I've invented products <laughs> so Goodness. I've sort of I think I know the key word is adaptability and if you can be adaptable and say yes to things even if you don't know how to do it you give it a good go and you ask and you listen to people eventually you you sort of work your way up (laughs) I suppose you're useful aren't you if you're adaptable and you like to say yes instead of oh that's not my job um, then you're useful and, and that's the most important thing absolutely mm. jack of all trades there yeah probably but what comes after <laughs> that is master of none isn't it which is a little bit of a worry but anyway <laughs> let's not worry I about that all right on that <laughs> <laughs> just jack of all trades that's fine <laughs> and um what values has lush been built on and what's your point of difference against other cosmetic brands well we all sell cosmetics don't we but i think um we have a lot of passion behind us the inventors and the co-founders are still very much active in the business. I think that's probably unusual. Um, but we're, I think the most important thing is that we're fresh handmade cosmetics. So we've got a use by date on our cosmetics. We're not overloading them with preservatives, uh, which many companies do because you don't know at what point your cosmetic is going to sell and then it's still got to be able to preserve itself. So we're making ours fresh. We remove them from the shelves um, so that people... Sort of when they're still perfectly good to use, they then go off to um, charities. So we're not throwing them away. We're not being an environmental model. But what we want people to do is to get the best effect from the product. And and we're using lots of really beautiful natural oils, essential oils, fruits, vegetables, herbs, clays, 
all of those things are better used fresh. So that's what we're, you know, that's what we're about. And it's about getting the best value for the customers and the most effective product. A product for every need, really. We're busy working on making sure that we've got something for everybody. And if we haven't, then we'll tell you we haven't because we don't want to sell you something that we know full well is not going to work for you. It's really important that when you spend your money that you've worked really hard for on a cosmetic, it does what you wanted it to do. And uh, we pride ourselves in that. That's awesome. I love Lush. I've been a fan for many years and it was funny. I was just remembering. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. The other day, um, I was I was remembering when I first got introduced to Lush and it was probably when I was in high school and a girl I was friends with, I remember she posted a Facebook status saying, um, oh, I just went and got um, some more Lush like bath bombs. And I was like, what's that? And then I went to, um, I live in Brisbane in Australia and I went into the city mm-hmm. where all the shops are and um, I went inside and it was just a, a wonderland of colour and excitement. And I've never looked back since. <laughs> oh, and that's what we're trying. That's what we we love to do. It's create the theatre. Yeah. Because you bore it. Yeah, shopping can be boring. I mean, I love shopping, so not yeah. boring for me ever. Same. But there's different levels of entertainment when you're shopping, isn't there? And, yes. and we just want you to have an experience when you come in, mm-hmm. get great customer service, get great information, understand what it is you're buying understand about the product, understand what it is we do. I mean, we're a campaigning company as well. We campaign, we give a lot of money to charity, we make yeah. a difference for animals, people and in the environment. It's sort of, so we want to educate as well and maybe not on the things that you would normally hear about on the high street so that you're you're sort of learning something else and hearing a different view and then we'll just give you the information and you make up your mind which how you want to think about that and what decision you want to make and whether you want to take action on something. And it's, it's just about education alongside beautiful cosmetics really you know we always see we've got around 940 stores around the world and they're like billboards where you can pass on a message pass on an education um, to passers-by if they want to read it or not so it's not pushed down your throat but it's there absolutely and I love that part of Lush and are there any products that you first created that are still part of the product offering today yeah um I think we've got about eight products that were there on day one a lot of them have changed a little bit but If you think that was 25 years ago, then that's quite amazing, isn't it? So it's things like um, Ultra Bland, which is a really beautiful, thick cleanser. It's unusual. It's not like any other cleanser I've ever found. People always ask me, What's your, what product would you always continue to use? And Ultra Bland will be it. I'll try other people's um, cosmetics, but I've never found a cleanser quite like Ultra Bland. It's just so gentle on the skin. It, it balances the skin. And um, and if you've got any skin problems, this is, this is one you want to use. But there's also things like Mask and Magnum Minty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a minty, looks like um, mint choc chip ice cream. Yes. And that has been with us for I don't know how many years. It was way, way, way before Lush. And it's still, it's the most popular face mask in the world, we think, wow. um, from the amount we sell of it. And it, it's really big in Asia and, and Australia because it, it suits your climate. So it's been well, you know, with all the, the issues you can get with your skin. And then we have things like um, Bohemian Soap, which is a beautiful lemon so it's really fresh and that's always been popular drink cream the drink cream which so so many people find really useful on their eczema um it's just such a great skin calmer so it's sort of you know that is still there in the number one angel from bear skin which is a beautiful almond do you it's almond milk Um, almond meal which turns to milk when you add the water with beautiful lavender oil in it and that's super calming and cleansing Sympathy for the skin, it's got fresh banana in it, the super moisturizing and beautiful sandalwood. Sandalwood oil, of course, comes yeah. from Australia. And then a buffable ballistic, which is, you know, the ballistic range, which has got um, some cocoa butter in it there for moisturizing bath. So those things have, yeah, they've stayed with us the whole wow, 25 years. And before. 25 years. Testament to how mm, amazing mm. they are. You know, they truly do work in time. You know, if anything, it's only gotten better. <laughs> well, exactly right. Because <laughs> now they've got lots of brothers and sisters alongside yeah, exactly. them. <laughs> a whole family. And um, what's your day-to-day like at Lush and how would you describe your every day? Um, well, it, it's, 
it's really different at the moment because I work from home. Um, normally, I'm in the office and surrounded by lots of people. So day to day, we have a leadership call at 10 o'clock every morning. So there's around 30 of us on that from all different areas of the business. And uh, we're discussing what's going on, what changes need to be made, how just leadership of the business, really. When will we reopen? When will you know, will this happen? When will that happen? Um, all those sorts of things are going on. Twice a week, I have a co-founders call. So there's six co-founders and we meet twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, where we discuss sort of meatier things about the business, which is like the main big direction and um, any big deals that we're going through. So they're discussed. And then in between that, you know, it's, it's Google Hangouts all the way, really. <laughs> and sort yes. of literally sort of press five star on one Google Hangout and open up ready for the next one. <laughs> so I'm lucky I've got time for a cup of tea to make in oh, between. Yes. So, um, yeah, which is all essential, isn't it? Snacks. Exactly. Um, but it's, yeah, so it, it involves a lot of sitting down. I've, I've, you know, I have created a room in my house that was supposed to be an office, but I sit in the kitchen because it's much brighter. Oh, I do the um, same. That's so fun. And, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it just is. Like, and you're close to the kettle. Exactly. I think that helps. <laughs> and the fridge. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so it's quite different. So I'm, I'm sitting a lot more than I would be walking. I don't have many people, you know, normally at, at work I in my lab type office people pop in and out all yeah. day they'll just pop in and say oh Ro, I'm just wondering and um, that doesn't happen on a you know people don't just pop up in meetings in quite the same way but I think communication is has improved in a lot of ways because we make meetings because we can't think oh well, I'll, I'll pop over later and then never do. And then you find a few days have gone past and you haven't made the connection that you should yeah. have done. So, but you arrange a hangout. Yes. And, and so I think communication actually has improved so uh, in, in many ways. Mm, but I miss the hugs. It, oh, it's, so do yeah, I. it's not quite the same when you <laughs> see people for a hug. I know that face to face connection, there's nothing like it really. And you no. know, giving someone a big <laughs> hug, need to give um, some more bear hugs when all this ends for sure. <laughs> And um, so I want to talk about the makeup side and the makeup range. So this is super mm -hmm. exciting. I'm a massive beauty junkie. I love makeup, always have since I was a young girl. And was this a no-brainer for the brand? And what products were first in line? Um, well, this is around um, attempt six of the makeup range. So it's not, it's not particularly new to us, but I think the formulation of makeup is new to us. We're excellent at making um, great lotions and shampoos and masks and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Makeup, you would think, would be along the same lines, but it, it really isn't. So this time we've done, we've worked with uh, people who are exceptional at makeup and we've learned a lot of new skills. So uh, it, it's going to be different, I think, this time. And also we're trying not to be so clever. That's the trouble with us. We're, we're very clever. We like to make <laughs> things that um, don't look like what you would expect. So, yeah. you, you know, the naked range I'm thinking of. So you've got solid yes. bath, bath, bubble bath. Well, no one does solid bubble bath. It comes in a bottle. No, no, we make big blocks of it. Um, <laughs> you know, so a solid shower gel. Yeah. That looks like a bottle or a solid bath oil and solid moisturizer, solid massage oil. So you know, we're good at, at turning things on their head and making them not. Well, people don't want that in makeup, we've discovered. <laughs> so where we've made things in the past, it doesn't look quite like makeup. So it's, what's that in there then? Is it nail varnish? What is it? No, no, that's lipstick. Oh. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's excellent. It works. But it's maybe a step too far for people. So what we've wanted to do this time is make makeup that looks like makeup. It's recognizable to people, but it still has all those lush traits in it so it still will contain beautiful oils um beautiful butters to make sure that when you wear it what we're trying to do is, is make it give it skincare qualities to the makeup right. so it's not just an eyeshadow it, it's skincare for the eyelid as well um you know it, it's that sort of thing and lip care for the lipstick there's some beautiful butters and oils in the lipstick and then taking that another stage is like one of the things that i I love more than anything else is makeup packaging. I absolutely adore packaging, I have to say. Yeah. Um, you know, in cosmetics to go, I invented packaging, I created it, I absolutely love it and I'm always drawn to it. Yeah. But these days I am so aware of the damage that it's doing to our planet and our environment and how much is just wasted. And the makeup industry sadly is one of the worst offenders. Um, because we're making great big bits of make of packaging to hold a very small amount of makeup right. at least if you've got a bottle of shampoo you know you've got you've got a fairly big bottle 
Um, but it, you can sort of, I don't know, maybe do something else with it. It's big enough to get picked up off a conveyor belt and a recycling plant. Mm-hmm. A makeup container isn't. And, and the bottle is full of product. And a makeup container, it's a very small percentage. It's maybe like 10, 20% wow. of an actual makeup packaging mm-hmm. is makeup. If you think about it, if you think about your little eyeshadow yeah. and, the, and the amount of packaging around it. And of course, the more expensive the brand, the bigger the piece of packaging because it's almost like, you know, it's that, uh, I'm going to use a rude analogy so I won't do that um, but it, you know where people have bigger pieces of equipment because they're lacking in some other areas so um, and, and I see makeup a bit like that sometimes so yeah. what I wanted to do was not have that for lush so the plastic will appear because it just sort of has to. It's plastic itself is not evil. It's the way we use it, I think. Yeah. But the eyeshadows will come in a tagua nut container. So a tagua nut is like it. If you picture a big Brazil nut, it sort of looks like that. Um, but it, the beauty of it is it can be sliced. It goes really, really hard. It's called um, vegetable ivory because it is as hard as ivory. And it used to be made in the 1950s. You would have had your buttons would have been made of tagua. So buttons were made out of ivory. They then tagua nut was discovered Jeez. and buttons were made out of tagua. Then plastic was invented and then buttons became made out of plastic. So the tagua industry was sort of starting to suffer. Mm. So we're going to use um, the tagua nut as the packaging. We can make lovely little screw top containers for that. The beauty of it is you'll buy your eyeshadow and you'll buy the tagua nut container separately. So when we take things off the shelf, as I said earlier, we then donate them to charity, give them away. That's all the packaging has gone as well. So I didn't want packaging to be thrown away when the product you know if the product is still on the shelf when we want to take it off for freshness purposes so we're selling the makeup separate to the container so you can collect it then how you want you can collect it in the container of course you can the lipstick will look like a lipstick um, but the container is made it's based on a 1950s one where you push it up rather than twist it when you use a twist-up container for a lipstick you've got a plastic insert once you've mixed your mediums of the different plastics, you can't recycle it. So ours is all purely metal, and so you push it up. When you've finished, you can buy the refill lipstick. So again, you buy the refill lipstick, which is coated in a vegan wax, yeah. which you peel off. So it's like those famous cheeses. So you Yum. peel it off and you pop it into the container. The beauty of that is you don't have to use our container if you don't want to. You can use your other container. You can use anyone else's container. Right. You just scoop out the last bit of your lipstick pop this pop the lush lipstick into that container that gives that container a second life so it's you know it's always it's thinking it's trying to think how can we do better for the environment how can we make that difference but still have something that's recognizable to everybody but giving people choices it's really important if you have a choice to do the right thing then you know it's up to you whether you take it yeah great advice I think that's so true and I I'm really interested to know how do you come up with you know using something like vegan wax where does that idea come from and how long does it take to really perfect that initially it was just wax um but yeah we we were using um, soy wax you've got to I don't, where the, the idea came just as I was sitting at my desk at a makeup meeting mm. and I just uh, yeah we looked at the the lipstick container and I said well what if we coat it in wax like the cheese I mean where does that idea come from I don't know <laughs> where, you, you know that's the, that's the thing with us where do the ideas come from there isn't somewhere you go to for an idea you go to stimulus some yeah. people get stimulated by music mm-hmm. um, some by travel I'm stimulated a lot by travel um, some are stimulated by an ingredient. You know, I find stimulation ingredients as well. Um, you know, it can be an ingredient that they really want to use because they love the backstory, they love where it comes from, they love the cooperative that grow it, or, you know, the whole idea of it, or what that ingredient will do for someone. So, you know, for instance, one of my favorite ingredients is moringa oil. And that's because that where we get some of our moringa oil from we, we buy it from two different places at the moment but one of them is a permaculture school which teaches farmers how to do permaculture so they're making the most of their land they're regenerating their land when they're using permaculture wow. they're growing often a cash crop and a, a food crop together so they're getting money and they're feeding themselves absolutely perfect and they're putting goodness back into the soil rather than draining the soil wow. so that's one place to get moringa oil from and the other one is a school in the Gambia called the Fresh Start Foundation and there the kids um, are growing the moringa trees at the back of the school and they're taught to water them, care for them because when those pods are picked and the oil is created and sold to us, that money comes back into 
pay the teachers, um, to pay for lunches, oh, to lovely. pay for new books and pencils and things. So, you know, these sorts of things is that what we're always looking for when we're buying. Mm. So the minute, you know, when I find Moringa oil and I know that it does those things, I want to use it in products that yeah. I'm going to invent. And so we get latched on to stories where that's what we want to use um, because we want to use those, uh, we want to support yeah. those ventures. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about a Lush product. When you buy a Lush product, you're not just buying a great product that's going to do something for you. Um, but then if you follow the chain through, um, you're getting a great product as the end user. Then we're, we're as a company, we're getting a profit, which keeps everybody employed. That's mm-hmm. great. Thanks very much. <laughs> then we're buying new raw materials from growers. So, yeah. And that means they've got a livelihood and then they're planting and looking after the land and regenerating there so that the earth is receiving benefit from that as well. So and I love that chain of events yeah. as it goes through. Um, and you don't get to see that really, yeah, do you, right. normally when you buy a product? No. So that's why I love people to come into Lush and um, come in when you've got five minutes to hear about what we're doing and the original source of your product and what's going on behind it and what the stories are because it is more than just a lotion or a lipstick or yeah there's more going on. Absolutely and I think it's it's really great how a lot of brands are turning to the more sustainable packaging and how people are getting um, they're more conscious about what they're purchasing and I love that you know Lush has the way that you can go into a store and you're shopping mindfully too you know you you can learn where that's going and you can learn where it comes from and I think that sort of like mindful um, shopping is something that I know I myself am getting um, you know used to more and more with different brands and you know homegrown brands that are doing great things and yeah I think it's fantastic well well, what I would say is that sustainable packaging is lovely but you know the word sustainable you can sustain bad things (laughs) <laughs> yes. So yes. It's, it's you know we stop using sustainable now. We're using regenerative. So what we want things is to be regenerative. But the other thing about people, uh, it is great that uh, that companies are getting more aware of their packaging. It truly, truly is. But you know what? If you can do something without packaging, then that's even better. I mean, why has a cucumber got a plastic sheet on it? For goodness' sake, you know. Yeah. Yeah. do it yeah. I mean, maybe you don't have them in Australia but here you can hardly buy a flipping cucumber without plastic yeah, on it. No, um, and it yeah and, and it's just like you know, work out how to get them to the shops faster yep. so that you know after you've picked them I know they've got them on there to make them last longer so they're mm-hmm. not as fresh when you eat them yeah, you know right. work out how to get them to the shop fresher so you don't have the plastic let's look at getting rid of packaging altogether you know we have the, the two ranges of naked and packaged Mm-hmm. Again, it's about offering choices. So, you know, if you looked at the shampoo, I don't know if you've used a shampoo bar, but you've mm-hmm. got a shampoo bar there that has 80 washes in it. Yes, it lasts and, um, and it goes, yeah, goes away to nothing. Yep. So, but that is equivalent more or less to three bottles of shampoo. So that's three plastic bottles that have to get recycled or that will go into landfill more likely. Mm. So it's the choice. You know, give people, give our customers choices. What do you want to do? Buy naked and not have any packaging? Or, you know, or give people packaging and say, well, it's recycled plastic. Yeah, Yeah, lovely. But isn't it so much better if you don't even have that? Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about how much plastic, we're still manufacturing plastic. And yet 80% of the plastic that's ever been made is just floating around out there. And and that could be recycled and it isn't. We're still making new. And it's just, the more you look into it, the more you just think, you know what, I never want to buy anything in a plastic bottle again. And that's not real, but it is, you know, and, and hopefully what will come up is more of these refill stations where yes, they'll become those. more on every high street. Mm-hmm. I do too, but they're not on every high street and they're you have not. to make a visit to go and find them. Yeah. But, you know, you sort of, I don't, you know, I don't buy anything now if I don't have to in a container. I take it and I get a refill and they're perfectly fine for all of those things. So it is just changing your habit bit by bit. That's it. Yeah. And when you start, it becomes easier when you implement, you know, other things as well, which is, which is really great. Yeah. Just do it slowly. Yeah, exactly. I think. um, Start with just always carrying a, uh, carrying a bag with you. So you never have to take a plastic bag ever again. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that a lot. That's a simple thing. Yes. 
Yeah, well, I, I haven't taken the plastic bag for years now because I've always got a bag with me, yeah, always. And it's just, and it makes such a difference. I know I'm going to shop. Yeah. So I've always got a foldy-up bag in the back of my jeans pocket, even if I haven't yeah. got a bag with me, yeah. you know, like a handbag. Because I know that at some stage a shop is going to pull me in and I'm going to buy something. <laughs> I'm the easiest person in the world to sell something. So, yeah, I see it as my duty to always have a bag yeah. in my bag. Yeah, but it's just art with little things like that, mm-hmm. saying no to plastic straws. Yes. It needs a straw. You're not a baby. You know, it's just like <laughs> drink properly like a grown up. Um, it's just, it's, you know, just little things, little things. Every People think, oh, it won't make a difference if I have a straw. It won't make a difference if I have a plastic bag. Yeah, but that's one one person. But if, if you think of everyone else, a million other people, that's a million straws, a million plastic bags. That yeah, makes a difference. It does. So, you know, yeah, you're only one, but you're part of a bigger number than that. So, yeah. Do your your bit, bit by bit by bit. Awesome. I love that. And what makeup products are are your favorites or what ones are you loving? My favorite is uh, lipstick. So Mm -hmm. I love a lipstick. Um, During lockdown, I've taken to not wearing foundation. I would have always said I would always wear foundation, but I've taken to not wearing it. Um, I just thought I'd give my skin a break and and haven't worn it. And I've I've also not worn deodorant and I haven't been stinking. So that's quite good too, isn't it? That's great. I know, but I thought those, I think those two, those two products are ones that people always wonder about mm-hmm. wearing makeup, um, wearing foundation and wearing deodorant. So, um, but I do wash. Um, <laughs> but lipstick is my, uh, is my absolute favorite because if you've got no makeup on, but you put some lipstick on or lip gloss, I don't know, somehow it just really brightens the face. Yes. And um, I wear a pink lipstick. It's called Manta or it's called Glam, depending on what it gets called when it goes out at the end. <laughs> and it's just, it's a lovely candy pink and I love it. I oh, love it. I really would like to wear a really powerful red lipstick, but mm-hmm. it makes me look very mean. <laughs> so I'm not good at that one, but I can wear a strong pink. So that's I do what love I wear. a strong pink. I do. <laughs> I will look out for it. You'll love it. I'm- yes, absolutely. I will be looking out for it. It sounds great. I do love a strong pink. And I'm also really interested in how you evolve in your product offering and how do you get the inspiration to continue the excitement with Lush products? Again, as I said, it's, we don't know where it comes from. We've got a team of, <laughs> I think, nine of us, nine, 10, 11, that create product. Not, um, I would say some of us don't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. But we've got maybe three, five whose job it is to think of products all the time. It's, you know, people say, oh, it must be such a great job. It is the hardest thing to think of something new and create something um, that people haven't seen before. You know, yeah, you can do another ballistic, another shampoo bar, another shampoo. But it's sort of you've got to have thought in there as to what, don't want to just make another one. You know, there has to be some reason for its existence. And you've got to invent that and think of it. And that's really difficult. So, again, people get inspiration from, you know, travel, music, reading, fairy stories. You name it, they've come in from all directions. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It's bonkers where the ideas (laughs) come from. So, But they come. They keep coming. I never talk to them. And when whatever you see in the store, you know that there's been, I don't know, 10, 20 behind that to get right. there. There's a lot of products that even never get, see the light of day yeah, that are imagine. still just as good fun. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, we could, set up, we could set up two sub-brands of wow. all the things that yes, didn't get out there into could. life. Mm, My goodness. <laughs> how, does, how does one become uh, yeah, a product inventor? How does someone get that gig? Um, I think they just have to keep coming up with ideas and eventually somebody says, do you just want to do this? I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just made them because I wanted to make them, but yeah. then that's okay for me. <laughs> um, Ali, who makes product, he, he's done, I don't know, 101 other jobs in the business. And then he started, he popped into a lab and said, can I have a go at making something? I think right. it's people taking the initiative and coming mm-hmm. in and just saying, can I, can I make this? And then people do come in and do that and then go, do you know what? This is harder than I thought. Yeah. Because if it doesn't work, first time you sort of get a bit bored with it and you think ah yeah I mean I'm not 
great at going over and over the same thing and working out the detail. Whereas Helen, one of the other co-founders, she is just a superstar when it comes to detail. She will spend days, weeks, months working out the detail of a product to make it just right. Whereas for me, if that hasn't gone right within the first few attempts, I've lost interest with it. (laughs) Or if I still think it's a really good idea, I see if I can find one of the other inventors that thinks it's a really good idea (laughs) who would like to work on it for me. And then they work on it. And they, I'm quite happy for them to claim it or it's teamwork most uh, so many of our products are teamwork when you know one of my favorite products is the rose argan body conditioner Mm. and um that's teamwork i had the idea in the shower i took the idea to helen who invented the the base of it which is sort of like it's a a leave-on conditioner that you 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 put it on while you're in the shower and then rinse it off rather than having to put a body moisturizer on when you get out the shower and then simon created the fragrance for it which smells of and so this is where an invention came from where we get our rose oil from in um, turkey hassan's mum makes jam every year from the first lot of rose petals the rose jam and Simon smelt the rose jam, created the fragrance smell like that. That's the fragrance that goes into the body conditioner. Wow. So that is teamwork. So that's how it works. Somebody can have an idea. Somebody else turns that idea into a product and then somebody else fragrances it. So it comes in so many different formats, whereas yeah. other people might invent and and fragrance their own product. So it's an exciting sort yeah. of area. Oh you never goodness. quite know what you're going to do. You can be stained yellow. You can be stained blue. <laughs> um, you know, all sorts of things can happen yeah. to you while you're, while you're using the first lot of the inventions. Oh. But, you know, by the time it gets out there, it's been through lots of people testing. It's been through all of us using yeah. it. It gets out there safe and sound. <laughs> Perfect. It's actually um, funny. I have um, prepared something very small. I thought, what can I surprise Ro with in this chat? So I've come up with a small idea, product pitch for you. Mm-hmm. And it took me like two minutes. <laughs> I was just like, what can I come <laughs> so up with? So you think invention's easy, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put me, um, you know, head product inventor. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, okay, so I thought, you know, it's very simple. Um, obviously, my name is Amber. So I'm like, what could I do um, that has something to do with my name? And I thought, okay, well, Amber is a fossilized tree resin. And I thought yep. Amber resin, it could be like a shower gel or maybe a shower jelly. And because tree resin would be sticky, it could have some honey, um, maybe some pine in there for a strong scent, um, sexy but not too sweet. It would be an amber color, of course. And also super nourishing and hydrating and a great winter gel. Well, that sounds lovely. The other <laughs> thought is um, you've also got ambergris, which mm. doesn't quite sound quite so fabulous, but it's because it's whale vomit. But it <laughs> smells really great. It nice. has a really great smell. So we could fragrance it with that as well, couldn't we? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Give something a go. And um, yeah, so I thought um, if this is my time to shine, product pitch with Ro, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. I mean, um, I would, I would, fragrance it with the ambergris rather than the pine mm-hmm. um, for the reason that pine has been so dominated by toilet cleaners. Oh, no. Now, yes. when you use it, hasn't it? You know, so when you yeah. use it, people will go, oh, <laughs> it's not like toilet cleaner. Every time we try and do that, pine is so beautiful. Yeah. If you walk through a pine forest, you breathe deep and you don't even think of the toilet. But if you put it into a product, mm-hmm. you just think, hmm, sounds like toilet cleaner. Yes, oh, um, I that. I mean, Radox at one point was just superb wasn't it but you hardly ever see it anymore which is such a shame so yeah let's fragrance it with the ambergris amazing and an amber color so that would be really lovely honey is very super on the skin it's Mm -hmm. very nutritional and it's very calming as well and anti-inflammatory and very healing perfect um and then we want it to be sexy and hydrating mm-hmm. yeah okay good and got very it. nourishing for winter got it there you yeah. are yeah amazing. yeah nourishing for winter <laughs> i'll just write that down okay amazing all right well watch this space <laughs> watch this space indeed i just had to do it i was like this is this is the time to do it <laughs> um and so i want to know how important is it that lush continues to source sustainable ingredients and i think my biggest thing is you know, thinking of product inventors, how do they, you know, as you said, you know, pine might smell a bit like toilet cleaner. How do you know what ingredients can work with what? I think the beauty for us is that we're using ingredients that have been used for centuries. 
Mm-hmm. So they've got a very good history. We know exactly what they're going to do. You can get caught out with surprises when you mix things together. It's a bit like baking. You know, you put something in, you thought, well, I should have worked, but it didn't. Yep. Um, so we've got a good background history of what works. And, you know, and then again, you, you, as I say, you do get surprises. You put something with something else and you think, wow, look what that's happened there. You know, yeah. solid bubble bath was a complete accident. That just came in. Helen came in the next morning. If she'd have done the washing up the day before, we wouldn't have had solid bubble bath. That's how close it gets to a new invention. It's just incredible. So, yeah, it's just like baking. You know what ingredients you can use. Sometimes you use a new one and you, you trial it out. But we prefer to use ingredients that we that we know about that are natural that obviously we do use safe synthetics um, that makes a big difference to the consistency of a lot of products the way we buy our raw materials is that we won't buy from a company that does any testing so it's not about our raw material being tested it's about them doing testing as a company we will not buy from them because part of the profit of our purchase could be going towards well would be going towards the spend on animal testing Mm. so we don't even want that tenuous link to animal testing in our product Mm -hmm. um so and then again as i said earlier about the growers we have a buying team that are constantly looking out for new raw materials that are constantly looking out for cooperatives to work with farmers to work with groups to work with so it is a big deal Mm. for us you know i always think if you were putting a psycho restaurant we are that fine restaurant that wants to use the locally sourced ingredients that wants to use the best quality that wants the very best for their customer okay you're only going to eat it but the experience of eating is everything and the experience of using our product for us is everything so we want that to do you know the the ultimate for your skin your hair how you're feeling after you've had that bath and to do that you have to use the best quality ingredients so we've got a buying team that looks for that and we've got inventors that love to use it and that have yeah yeah amazing so good i love that and so this is something i'm very jealous about so lush has um some spa locations and i want to know if we'll be seeing a lush spa in australia anytime soon um i don't i don't think we will anytime <laughs> soon i mean i would love to think that we would became very close to having one in melbourne okay um, and that was sort of last year, I think, or the year before. We came very close to one there. They're very time intensive to set up. They are difficult to run. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're not very cost effective. Yeah. Um, we've only just learned how to make a profit out of the flipping things. But I think that's <laughs> because we don't do. Again, it's not a spa like any other spa. It's not all white and have um, whale music going on in the background. <laughs> we have our own musicians that create music for each treatment. Each treatment is created like a product with lots of different content. We aim to pick you up from one place, put you down in another. I'm telling you all these beautiful things and you can't do it. But maybe you will travel. <laughs> yes, maybe one <laughs> maybe day. you'll pop to Japan. We've got a spa there. <laughs> yes, after um, or all this. To London. Yes. Or I'm... Korea, wherever. So, I, yeah, I mean, I would hope that, you, you know, we would have one there eventually, but yeah. I, I, it's not on the books at the moment, okay. sadly. But, I mean, for anyone that is traveling, if you get the chance to um, to go to a spa, they really, really are quite different. As I said, the music is created especially for each treatment. The Amazing. therapists are trained on each one of the treatments. The treatments are created exactly like the product. There's lots of different aspects to it. There's lots of little touches of magic in there. And the products are special for those treatments. So, yeah, they certainly are very, very special. I'll put on my little bucket list and I'll keep my fingers crossed for one in Australia eventually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, what's the best part of your job? Um, It's going to sound very cliche, but but I love it all. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think if it was only, if I only had the best, part I'd soon get bored with that so the best part is that it's so varied that I do so many different things that I do get to travel to countries to see our partners shop I do get to invent products I do get to work with some of the most amazing people on the planet I do get to be part of like the earth care team which are always looking at how we can make less of an impact on our planet I do get to work with the buyers where they're sourcing those beautiful raw materials um, you know, the people that tend to work at Lush, we have our sort of slogan, as it were, probably the wrong word for it, is all are welcome always. And that gives you an incredible diverse mixture of people within the business. Yeah. And that makes it 
a really exciting place to be because it's not monochrome by any standard. It's the most colorful business I think you can imagine. Um, and I love it because the people in it make it exciting place to be. And because of the varied things, the varied areas that I get involved in, it makes it really interesting. So there's not one exciting bit. If there was one favorite bit, then it would just become that. It would no longer be favorite because it would be yeah, boring. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of the people or, you know, someone who might want to work at Lush, you know, whether it's in store or at HQ, what are some important attributes that you would look for in future employees? Passion. Mm-hmm. It's always about the love of customer service. If you've got a love for customer service, then a passion for whatever area of the business you want to go into, then we'll have you. It sort of it doesn't matter if you're tattooed, pierced, coloured hair, or you know, any anything else, what colour your skin is, what your sexual preferences, it really doesn't matter. All are welcome always. But the important thing is is that you're adaptable, that you show passion, that you're great working in a team, that you want to give excellent customer service and you've just got yeah, you're fun to have around. One not fun as in funny, but if you are that always helps. But (laughs) it's just fun as in you're really useful. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's how I've been to be here. You know, am I particularly funny? No. But am I useful? Yeah, I'm ever so useful because you can just send me off and go, where will you send you? Okay. <laughs> and off I wonder and I'll have a go. I'll come back and go and I've either done it or I haven't. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, it's, you know, it's about being amenable, adaptable, having an opinion. You know, we admire strength of opinion. That's right. very important. And um, and you and understanding that there aren't glass ceilings within the company. You, It doesn't matter who you are. You can move throughout the business. If an opportunity comes, and you spot it and you make it yours, it's yours. So we have people that have started as Christmas temps that are now right up, you know, running um, big support teams within the company. Wow. So, it's, you know, it's not like, well, I came in as this and this is all I'll ever be. Yeah. No, you move around the company as you wish. It's oh, up to you. That's fantastic. I love that. That's that's really inspiring and great for people who, you know, really want to be a part of the company. You know, there's room to grow. Yeah. There is. Awesome. And um, can I ask, what are some of your cult favorite Lush products? Um, so my lipstick, mm-hmm. Rose Hargan body conditioner, the Magical Moringa, mm-hmm. um, the, the Mask and Magnum in tea. I mean, yeah, all the fresh masks. I really love our fresh masks, which yes. are made with fresh fruit and veg, um, sold from the fridge, which is great in an Aussie summer. Yes, absolutely. So hot. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, ultra bland can't live without that that will never be a, a product that uh, that mm-hmm. I can live without um oh I don't know I mean charity pot I suppose has got to be my all-time favorite because all the money apart from the tax goes into a charity bank account right. and then that is used to donate to green uh, grassroots charities so that is and I and I love that and where where I described earlier about the the journey of you having a great product and then it you know us we don't get the profit on this one this bypasses us but it goes directly to growers it grows directly to farmers to cooperative groups so it it does it in two ways so it's got you the charitable giving at one end and then the um, the purchasing of these beautiful raw materials at the other so I think you know when we came up with that idea of giving all the money away and and being able to do that and we've donated millions over the years Fantastic. I think we've been doing it for about 10 12 years now so it's about wow. 50 million gone and and but we always do grassroots not the big ones the big ones are getting funding from all over the place it's the grassroots it's the people at the end that want to you know want to campaign against something happening and and they need the money for the leaflet and they really feel it but they haven't got money to get the leaflets printed to be able to do any work with it no we'll give you the leaflet money then we'll give you the super glue to glue yourself to something we'll donate we'll buy the food for you so that you can do a camp out overnight it it, yeah or we'll pay for this um this lady who lives at the end of the road which rescues cats and dogs or it's it's those beautiful grassroots charities of people that share the passion that we have for getting stuff done and making a difference those are the people that we're wanting to support Mm. so I think charity pop for all the people that it supports and the people it works with has got to be my absolute favorite yeah that's fantastic and it's so important to yeah you know look at the the smaller ones and really you know the grassroots and really assist them because they're the ones who need most of the help so absolutely yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I really need to talk about uh, Lush's year's holiday collections because obviously this is such a big winner. My favourite Lush product of all time, I'm just going to put it out there, is Snow Fairy, the shower gel. Um, and <laughs> I, I can't get enough of it. Like I need it all year round. So I buy enough for Christmas and for Christmas in July just so I always have enough on me because I'm addicted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're a very lucky country because you're the only ones that get Christmas in July. You do know that. Don't you? What? Oh, <laughs> so really? You are. So you are the only place where Snow Fairy comes out twice a oh, year. Oh, thank Everywhere you so else, much. She only comes out at Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> that has made my life, I think. Wow. Thank you. Because <laughs> I need to go stock up on some more before July ends. But so I really want to know are there any sneak peeks that you can maybe give me on what we can expect for Halloween or Christmas this year? Uh, well, we've got, um, we've got, a soap that illuminates so when you find the soap in the dark so that's quite good fun and then we've got um boo shower slime so yeah we've got a lovely slime for the bath so they're they're quite spooky aren't they yeah that'll be quite good fun snow fairy is coming back she's going to be in a bubble bar as well this year and a bath bomb and and dusting powder and body conditioner and a shampoo bar and a glow stick and a body spray so You, you will be so no fairy, and I, you won't want to do with yourself. I know. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, we've got there's a new lip scrub coming out this year. I don't know if you've ever tried the lip scrubs. That's uh-huh. the candy cane lip scrub. Oh, yum. Um, yeah, good. And then we've got a body polish that um, cleanses and moisturizes in one. So that's lovely. That's the vanilla mountain. Oh, yummy. That sounds um, great. And that's, yeah. And then we've got um, some lovely gifts. We've changed up the gifts a little bit this year. So we're using um, some Malocta fibre wrap. So it looks like material, but it's made from fibre. And will be these are handmade in Nepal. They're very, very beautiful. And so they'll be used to wrap. Because one of the things that we're really keen on is reusing things for gift wrapping. So we stole the idea from Japan, which is the furoshiki. And this is the knot wrap, we call it. And then the locks of fiber wrap. So you wrap, it's like a big headscarf is really what it is. So you wrap the present in that, give that. The the tradition in in Japan is that you would open the gift, take it out and say thank you very much. And then give the wrapping back to the oh, person wow. okay. so but what so you can do that or you can keep the wrap you can wear it as a scarf put it in your hair yeah, do whatever you like with it that. or but yeah so reuse it that way or and when you're fed up with it you then <laughs> reuse it again to wrap somebody's present in it and pass it on oh, i love that That's that so way because the the wrapping paper that we buy at christmas time wraps the planet i think three times and it's just wow. that's way i thought waste and most of mm-hmm. that will have been made from virgin pulp so you know again that's a whole lot of trees that yep. didn't need to get cut down so by using not wraps by wrapping things up in you know if it was a tiny thing you were given you could wrap it in a beautiful hanky instead True. so you encourage yep. people to use handkerchiefs rather than tissues yep. um, i usually i wrap things a lot in tea towels oh, so right. sort of yep. like a christmas tea towel or something so then there's a tea towel for use afterwards well, or there's that's the it. scarf or you know sort of my husband hasn't had wrapping paper on any of his presents for the last I don't know how many years I wrap things in a sheet, in a towel, anything. Bless him, he doesn't get to rip paper off anything I'm giving him. So it's, yeah, it makes sense. It's it the does. present that counts. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. And we've got an amazing, um, sorry, I'll get very excited about this one as well. We've got an amazing advent calendar. So, oh, um, and you, you get a present every day, I know. So, yeah. Oh, and, so and we're going to do um, this year for the first time, we've got these beautiful little baskets that have been made by a cooperative in Kenya. And that, that's for you to create your own gifts. So for you to choose what's going in them, your oh, personal like favourite. Like and then you can store your products afterwards. Yes. Oh, when you get home or use them around the house, put house wow. plants in different things. Oh, I love these yeah. ideas. I'm excited. I can't wait to see everything in store. Oh, good. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait to wear a headscarf. <laughs> I can't either. A shop looks wonderful at Christmas. Oh, it does. I'm always drawn in. I can't I can't ever walk past Lush and not go in because the smell. I'm just like, okay, here we are. Well, the people. some people really complain about the smell, but I always really? think that's a free aromatherapy treatment. I don't know what you're yeah. complaining about. <laughs> the reason you can smell it is because a lot of our products are naked. There's no packaging yes. on them. But all the fresh 
fragrances that we're using, we're using the finest quality essential oil. So mm-hmm. if you want a free aromatherapy treatment, you go and stand in the middle of a lush shop and breathe <laughs> deep and you've just had one. So <laughs> I don't know what there is to complain about. Same here. And it, it's so funny, even like going in and I'm always wanting to smell everything and, you know, look at everything. And the amount of times that I've, you know, popped out of a lush store and I've like glitter on my nose because I've smelt something and it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the white powder on the end of your nose when you've been smelling bath bombs that can be a little bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness, so funny, but so enjoyable at the same time. And anything <laughs> else that we can expect from Lush for the end of the year and, and into 2021? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we're just trying to keep our head above water. COVID yeah. is not just the sex a little bit. Yep. So um, we're trying to recover from that and make sure that we're still here and uh, still going strong um you know touch wood we are australia yes. were amazing mm-hmm. with the mail order and um you know working on everything so quickly so getting things into place um very quickly it was yeah a, a pleasure to see yeah. that um it you is. know as australians you really um sort of turned around on the sixpence and got everything in place and sorted mm-hmm. so yeah. that you haven't been affected quite so badly yeah. um we weren't quite so lucky over here some of our countries have you know haven't had any support from the government yeah, um you have which has been lovely we have too um so that's been absolutely superb they've saved the day and right. it's not often people have good things to say about the I government know. is it but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think i think now i think they they save the day for many people yes. um so yeah we're, we're just concentrating on sort of keeping our heads above water really creating beautiful products for christmas and uh, you know trying to create something that brings some joy into the world when um you know, it's going to be left a little bit battered and bruised after yeah, all this. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's fantastic. And I love it. And I've, I've already seen so many people at my local Lush, be, you know, going in and out. So we're fine down here. Good, good. <laughs> and um, I wanted to jump in to some random questions for you, if I could. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so number one, if you could only create one Lush holiday collection forever, whether it's Christmas, Halloween, Easter, which one would it be and why? Oh, Oh, we see. Oh, it has to be a holiday collection, does it? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's always going to be Christmas because yep. Christmas is fun, isn't it? It's it just is. so lovely. It it's is. such a joyful time for most people. Not everybody understands, but it's such a joyful time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, and if you can create things that bring another spark of joy adding to the joy that's got to be all good oh that's lovely so it's going to be Christmas yes I do love Christmas and I love the Christmas collections they're always exciting and would <laughs> you rather sing everything you say or dance every time you walk dance every time I walk <laughs> I, I wouldn't have any friends if I sang <laughs> Drive everyone away, would you? Whereas, whereas I do know that if I dance, people would dance with me. So, yeah, yeah I'll dance. I'd be the same. Everyone wouldn't want a bar of me because my voice is terrible, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number three, would you rather always use um, Ultra Blend for the rest of your life or Rose Argan Body Conditioner? Oh, <laughs> that is such a meanie. <laughs> that's like asking to choose between your children. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I oh, that I'm going to have to go with Ultra Bland. Wow, really? Ultra Bland. Why? I am. I am. Um, because I've never, ever found a cleanser like it. Never. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, there's, there's no other product like, uh, you know, it was a new invention, a new pattern when we did the body conditioner. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can, if I'm not being lazy, I can moisturize when I get out of the shower. I don't have yep. to do it in the shower. Sorry, that's my parent joking right. in. Um, <laughs> But um, it's going to have to be Ultrasan because I've never found another product like it. Oh, good one. Good answer. That was interesting. Sorry to make you choose. (laughs) (laughs) Mean, Amber, mean. (laughs) (laughs) I like to put a bit of a spanner in the works there. So, (laughs) (laughs) Ro, you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for your time and chatting all things Lush with me. And I hope you stay safe over there. And I can't wait to see what Lush do next. Lovely. Thanks ever so much, Amber. You stay safe too. Thanks very much. Thank you. Lovely to back you.